Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. I've got this guilty pleasure that I'm going to share with you. I like natural disaster movies. I'm about to have a major quake. I like the idea of getting out of a jam, despite how corny Hollywood makes it seem. All right, hold on. We got to get over it before it crests. Let's go, let's go. Good stuff, right? Well, KQED science editor Daniel Venton says I have terrible taste. I mean, I think that so often, like, the science is not good in, in there. Totally gets on my nerves. All right, so natural disaster movies aren't great at all the science, but Daniel is. So we asked her to talk about a new earthquake report out by the U.S. Geological Survey. This week marks the anniversary of the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. Today, we'll tell you the story about what it could look like if a 7.0, a major quake, was centered in Oakland. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. So this report is all about the Hayward Fault, and it's one that we don't talk about as much as, for example, the San Andreas Fault here in the Bay Area. That's right. Our last two huge earthquakes, the Loma Prieta in 1989 and then the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, those were the fault of the San Andreas Fault. Um, But the Hayward presents a greater threat to us in the Bay Area. Why should we be more afraid of the Hayward Fault? Because all along the Hayward Fault, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of buildings, there's a lot of infrastructure. So starting in San Pablo Bay, going south, there's Richmond, there's Berkeley, there's Oakland, there's Fremont, and it heads all the way south towards San Jose. And I remember looking at a map of the Hayward Fault, and it seems to be like right on all those cities. It's not off to the side. It's like right through them. They're all really close to it. So let's talk about the hypothetical situation that the U.S. Geological Survey is is giving us. So in this imaginary earthquake modeled by the USGS, at 4.18 in the afternoon, On April 18th, a 7.0 earthquake happens in Oakland along the Hayward Fault. Okay. So I live in Oakland, but I work in San Francisco. So at 4.18, I'm still at work and I'm producing the show. Other people are going to be coming home. Other people are going to be, you know, stuck in traffic on freeways. A lot of people on the Bay Bridge. It instantly rockets up and down the fault. They imagine it moving at 7,000 miles an hour. And we feel the ground shake beneath us. For about half a minute. In Berkeley, the ground would move by three to five feet. Roads are breaking. Traffic accidents. Pipes underground are breaking. Stuff's falling off of shelves. Gas mains are breaking. Stuff could be falling off of buildings. The USGS estimates that 400 fires are breaking out. There's a lot of chaos. Our communication is down. 
The internet is down. We won't be able to use our phones, very likely. People are very upset, frightened, trying to connect with friends or family or anybody. 22,000 people are stuck in elevators. At the same time, landslides are happening. Rescue teams are looking for people in damaged buildings. Hospitals are filling up with the injured. This is scary, but it's to it's about frightening us into action. The author who I spoke to said that we need to be interested in earthquake preparedness and we need to push policymakers to act on this and to invest in early earthquake warning systems and pushing for stronger building codes and encouraging water utilities to replace pipes that are vulnerable. I mean, we can do something about this. They're trying to present the most realistic scenario that they possibly can so that we don't have to live through something this bad. Is there an earthquake that you remember that still sticks in your head? I think the quake that was most memorable to me was the 1989 quake when I was a little kid. I was watching TV and felt this rumbling, and I thought it was maybe a truck driving by the house. And uh, and then it struck me that it was an earthquake. Second base, so the Oakland A's take... take well, well, we have an you know, for years after that, my family and I would be in a place and, and then just say, like, oh, this would be a good place for an earthquake or this would be a really bad place for an earthquake. It kind of changed how we thought for a really long time. Danielle, thank you so much and be safe out there. <laughs> you too, Devin. Thank you so much. Since the last big earthquake, the Loma Prieta quake in 1989, the Bay Area has made seismic upgrades, retrofits, and tons of building improvements. The report that came out this week is supposed to be this wake-up call to make sure we're all still paying attention. The U.S. Geological Survey estimates there's a 72% chance of a 6.7 earthquake hitting the Bay Area in the next 25 years. The Hayward Fault alone has the highest chance of hitting at 33%. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. Hey man, did you know that 420 has a Bay Area connection? Two of my favorite KQED podcasts are teaming up and they're taking a field trip to find out the origins of 420. Hey Stoner. Hey. You ready to hotbox this car? Subscribe to The Cooler and Bay Curious wherever you get your podcasts. A young correctional officer. He said it was the most dangerous prison in California. Forced to make a choice. Fulfill his oath or back his fellow officers. Recognize the badge of my office. I'm Suki Lewis. From KQED Podcasts comes On Our Watch Season 2, New Folsom. A story about who gets hurt when the system that promises to keep us safe is bent on protecting itself. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. 
Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.